Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We've lived a good life. That we have. That's what we do, man. Living the dream. That's what they say. That's what he says. It's Matt Spiegel hanging out with me. Thank you, by the way. Hello. Of course. You've uh, you've done the same for us. I love this uh, thing when a host is asked to come on another host's show. Why the hell not? I like talking about I stuff. I do it more. I mean, crosstalk is big, but this is, you know, it's a diff- different variation of it. <laughs> well, because- it's your world. You lead me, you Gabe. Know, I know. And this is a good thing because I do have questions about the Cubs and it's one thing to ask, you know, a beat writer. You kind of got to color in, within the lines or near them. In this type of a format with you, I can, I can, you know, I can color like my one-year-old, blindly, and not really care. <laughs> so when I, when I look at this Cubs team, speaks, as they sit eight games out, uh, still plus 24 run differential, three, of the last, uh, three and seven in the last ten, that one – Bums me out because we were just talking about how they'd won nine of out of eleven just right. know, the other day, and then they lost seven out of eight, all starting with the Trey Mancini error mm-hmm. in the Stroman game the, when the they should have swept in the London. One-handed bandit, <laughs> man. But, but my, I, 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 I go back to this place, and this is because I said it's icky to be a Cubs fan right now because you just you're still there's still that level of uncertainty because you see the product that's on the field, but. With where they are right now, and mm-hmm. after a series like that against the Brewers, don't you? Doesn't reality settle in? Like, oh, this is this is who we were gearing up for as fans before the season started. You know, it's um, it's interesting because they don't have to declare themselves a buyer and seller today. Um, they don't have to do it really until the thirty first. Maybe there's some small advantage in doing it before. Uh, in terms of getting a jump on the market. But we'll see. Aroldis Chapman got traded by the Royals Mm -hmm. like a a week ago or five days ago, but there hasn't been anything else since. So they don't have to declare. So all that changes for them is, you know, some nuance in the thinking as they go on. In terms of us who are racing to have opinions and to feel a certain way, like it's it's very tempting to make every day and every loss a referendum on the state of the franchise, on the state of the season, and on the buyers versus sellers to define yourself. And you don't have to yet. For me, it's been a simple thing this week. I have shifted my mindset, which has been optimistic, 
um, from the get-go, from February, from March, Danny Parkins, my partner, gave me crap about saying they're going to win 80 games. That's their floor is 80 wins. He's like, you don't understand a floor, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> like, I've been very, very positive about it because I see what they're trying to build and what they're trying to do. And I like a lot of the players, and I like, I like the plan. I like the overall thing, and I like the farm system too. But it's not all coming together soon enough now. And so my mindset has shifted. I don't think they're better than the Brewers. I don't think they're better than the Reds. And that's even in this crappy division. And I'm not saying it because they're eight back. I'm saying it because of the accumulation of a lot of things, including some eye test. I know that Milwaukee didn't look necessarily a lot better in this series um, on some level. But I remember a series earlier in the year where I was like, oh, boy, look at them. They, mm. they, they've got another couple of kids again with Joey mm-hmm. Weimer and, and, uh, and Bryce Terang. Got some good, interesting kids or up, and they're, they're playing wide open. They still have the best manager in the division, and that's Craig Council. Um, ooh, Yelich looks good. That was earlier in the year. Then he was bad. Now Christian Yelich, his last 21 games, is outrageous. Dominant. Dominant. And th- so they're I, – I think they're good. Um, and I think the Reds are also good. And we'll see how it plays out. But the Reds have that huge collection of exciting young talent. Cubs don't have those people. Like, I feel, Gabe, and I know, I feel like if Matt Mervis had shown up and been Mm. that dude, and you're adding the young power lefty bat who actually has played the best defensive first base of everybody not named Hosmer (laughs) over there. Like, if that guy had shown up and been ready, then that might have changed things. But they don't have any of those young players. Brennan Davis is not here. Pete Crow Armstrong's not ready. Owen Casey's not ready. Alexander Canario's not ready. Kevin Alcantara's not ready. There's others. They don't have that young juice that you need to complement the veteran team that you've built. And I think it's, it just becomes clear that the, the Cubs, the, they themselves are not ready to be at that level. And, you know, Ozzy said it about the White Sox yesterday. He said a team that's, you know, 12, 13 games under 500 in the worst division in baseball, there shouldn't be much hope for that team. And when you're talking about the second worst division in baseball and if teams eight games out, you know, and six under 500, you should be looking at you know, yourself and coming to a realization of what that is. Why not put, and, and you know, we talked, you mentioned it a second ago where, you know, is there any um, benefit to putting people out there early? But in a season where starting pitching, top-level starting pitching is highly coveted, why not put it out there early that a Marcus Stroman or a Kyle Hendricks is available if the price is right? Not necessarily Mm -hmm. that you're going to move on from them, but put it out there early so teams then can understand that everyone has ample time to put their ducks in order and make a proper um, offer to the Chicago Cubs because I, I just said it to Sean. I said, the Cubs are still fun to watch without Stroman and Hendricks. You still got Morrell. You still got Jared Young. You still got your, you know, Swanson, Horner, infield. Even if you move on, move on from Coley. Like, there's still going to be fun. Miguel Amaya, there's still fun pieces there where you would still watch the team. And, and going to Wrigley is still fun, and they know that. And, 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 so that's and it what, makes people cynical. Uh, about the intentions and 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 all of that, yeah, no, but, it's but, still but it's it, still a viable product the rest of the way, is what you're saying. Exactly, and to to the point though, where, but back to my point, which is, so why not do something like that early? It's a good idea, so that you can have your fun team with 
some young fun guys that you know are going to come up eventually, mm-hmm. and and that makes you your team kind of in a better place and it's more palatable than than sitting there and trying to play this game where it's like, hey, we're not sure what we're doing. Well, I, I, they may, they may do that. It's, it's a it's a fundamentally sound idea. I had the feeling, I had the thought, I should say, as I'm listening to Marcus Stroman postgame today talking about it and talking about how he's not going to pitch in the All-Star game, and he thanked everybody who, like, has helped keep him healthy. <laughs> right. It was like, is this a good Wait a bi- second. Is this a goodbye speech? I don't like the tone. What, well, you know, what, what, is, what is he thinking? What, what's the mindset here? It's a hell of a first half in a contract year. Yeah. 19 starts. Um, been absolutely great. His last three, a little bumpy. If you're the Cubs and you look at it and you're able to face reality at the All-Star break and you don't have to put him out there and risk injury again, it's it's possible that they jump that situation and 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 that he just made his last start for the Cubs. It's possible. How, how would that make you feel? Um, I, I would – I mean, look, it took me a long time to get here. I literally got here yesterday. Mm. Um, and maybe it really happened after the Monday loss. And – but – I told you, I, I don't think they're better than two other teams in their division. So how would it make me feel if they traded Stroman and they got something good for him? I would understand it rationally. I'd be disappointed at the, uh, at, at the public announcement of the death of contending this year. I'd be disappointed at that, um, but, but I, would, I would understand it um, rationally. And one more thing on the Stroman thing. You know, the tone, and maybe I don't know if I'm the only one who heard that kind of tone or felt that kind of tone in his postgame today, but he's a very self-determined individual. He's a guy who likes to be in control of the message and likes to feel in control of the message when even perhaps he is not. Um, and if, if he talked his way, in part, into an exit right now after a very successful first half, well, you know, he did it in Toronto a few years ago. Last time he made the All-Star team. Traded yeah. at the deadline by the Toronto Blue Jays. So, you know, I, I, he, he, may have, he may have played a role in hastening that um, just by, you know, what he expected to happen, if that makes sense. He does. It does. I love the contract that he's under. I think, I think management did a great job putting that thing together for mm-hmm. the length of time and for what it is. Mm-hmm. They weren't. <laughs> expecting him for him to be performing at this level, which puts him in a peculiar situation with his last year being up in the air. And so, I mean, it's a good position to be in if you're, you know, for the Cubs, but it's also a crappy one to be in um, because you, you then have to make that decision on what you're going to do uh, with Marcus Strom. So let's, uh, uh, here's the clip right here. We were talking about that all-star game travel. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. It's been a lot as far as travel from London back to here. I'm really good with my body. So, I'm not sure. I'm going to put a priority on my body, my mind, and, and doing everything I can to make sure I go into the second half feeling great. Yeah, and there's and, and, and there's more, and it's longer. And, and I was listening to the whole post game at the time, so I don't want to, you know, ask people to hear what I heard or or, or, or thought during his post game based on this this short clip. Um, and, and again, it's just kind of my sense of like the reality of the situation when you're eight games out right yeah, here, yeah. going into Yankee Stadium. So, so what is, I mean, let's look at it on a macro level then. Okay. And we see this Cubs team. We see, you know, what they do have. We, we see what, they, what direction they're headed in. 
Mm-hmm. So if Strowman leaves and you have that money there, right? Where where would you like to see that go? Another star, a veteran starting pitcher. Another veteran starting pitcher. Absolutely, <laughs> it's crazy. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But maybe somebody with more of a swing and miss profile. As long as you're going to be paying for it, like okay. you know, there could be. The, Marcus Strowman should get thirty million dollars a season. Yes, without yeah, question. Absolutely deserves it based on. His ability to stay healthy, his ability to keep the ball down, um, and his unbelievable ground ball rate, and and all of that makes all the sense in the world. Could they get similar ground ball profiles um, from a cheaper pitcher? I bet if they were to be honest with you, if Jed and Carter were to be honest with you, they could say, yeah, you know, we probably yeah. only want to pay $30 million a year for somebody with, you know, 9, 10, 11 strikeouts a game yeah. stuff. Makes sense. Some, yeah, right. Somebody who's just going to, like, miss bats, blow people away, and give us give us a chance. But I feel like the Cubs aren't even there yet. They're not there yet. Where They're like, hey, let's bring in that 10-strikeout, 30-some million dollar guy right now. Well, it's not. I mean, they're not going to pay for, like, a 40-year-old one in, like, yeah. like Verlander. No, no, no. Scherzer no. or somebody. But... I don't know. I, I mean, Shane Bieber, Shane, Shane Bieber, uh, you know, is is not quite the guy he was when he won the Cy, but very familiar with him from Carter Hawkins. So, yeah. like, that, that's certainly a name to watch. He might get traded at this deadline uh, as well. Um, but, you know, there's – the free agent pitching class is interesting. Aaron Nola, you want, want to pay big money for Aaron Nola? Maybe. He just, he just pitched really well the other night, beat Tampa and Zach Eflin by striking out 11. That is a beast of a, of a man. I think he's going to age very well in this game. So maybe I'd, maybe I'd pay that for Aaron sounds like Sounds like you're still comfortable with what still can be for the Chicago Cubs. I think they're going to be really good next year. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. Absolutely. So it's, so I, it's I, a sad I, moment because, like you said, you, you lose the competitiveness in the moment. But still butterflies and sunshine because next year the Cubs should be good. I think they were always built this year to be able to choose their path, choose their own adventure here at the deadline. Mm. You know, they got to trade Bellinger if they're going to, if, if, if this is where it's going to end up. If you're trading Stroman, you have to trade Bellinger. You've got an unbelievably appetizing sign and flip that you brought in. Good, good job. It's gonna suck. It's gonna. You gotta explain it to people. You gotta explain it to the locker room. Explain it to your ownership. Explain it to your fans. So good luck, Jed. Hey guys, but, we, we thought we we thought we thought, but we thought wrong. Yeah, but that's the message. <laughs> yeah. We tried. We thought yeah. some things didn't work out. It's yeah. not these guys' fault. We still believe in these guys. Yeah, and you that are left in this locker yes. room. Yes, because this is who we're going to continue to. Build we still the believe team in you, but it's our job to be dispassionate and try to make the most from an asset perspective. And we know that sucks. And we're sorry, but here we are. What does Dansby Swanson say in that situation? Once that is said, <laughs> well, he's got six more years yeah, on the deal. That's what I'm saying. Dansby Swanson's like, oh, hell. He didn't think they are going to be a World Series team this yeah, year. He thought he's going to help build something. True. So true. his role Fair in enough. that right. will be to help build the culture and keep the team up. <laughs> Keep the team in the positive perspective when they see management giving up on them, if that is indeed where we go. Hey, Jed, did my uh, check clear? Just making sure. <laughs> yes. If I got paid enough. Okay. Man, guys, all right. Hey, clap it up. Hands in, man. Cubs on three. <laughs> Cubs on three. I'm right. He right. I'm Dazzy Swanson. I'm the, I'm the all-star leader of this team. I'm the only one that's here left. Oh, man.
I mean, he won't be the only one. No, no, Steele be there. He's got Nico. He's got Hap. He's got Steele. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of people. Okay, how how hyped up were you when Hap had those two throws to home plate, dude? I, I was at I was at a Fourth of July party Dude, that was with crazy. my uh, with 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 my Latino um, family on the Ow. better half side. Fireworks till one in the morning. Dude, <laughs> okay. I I, I, I was so happy. <laughs> I, I was having such a good day. But like we we're at a big party, and I'm watching. And that and when those plays happen, I did that thing where you get up out of your chair and you yeah. walk up to the yeah. big TV and you're yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> and you're there and you're like, did you guys see that? You're yeah. turning around. Checking in, it was awesome. I mean, the first this whole series was crazy. It was a it was a really great series. That those two plays in particular, I mean, from Hap, you know, as he mentioned, do or die situations in his brain, and just you know, we what I said was that you might get one of those plays once, twice a you know, twice a season. Uh huh. To have them in back to back innings, Isn't where nuts, you're responsible for stopping you know those runs and those crucial moments. Yeah. And just to be so precise, it was really impressive. I just, I just, I just know when I was watching it, I was like, yeah. "Holy!" Didn't this series feel feel like it had everything? Like there was good pitching, there were some great bullpen moments, but there was a ton of great offense. A lot of good comebacks. A lot of you know bananas comebacks. Absolutely, extra inning, games. Extra inning drama plays yeah. at the plate. Big hits from like. Eight different people. So is this like a soccer match where it ended in a tie, but it feels like a loss for the for the Cubs and the Brewers, right? Because yeah. I'm sure they feel the same way. So what? It was West Ham versus, yeah. <laughs> versus Juventus. New, New no, Castle, those are in New different Castle, leagues. Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Thank you. All right. So new, but yeah, but the problem is that Newcastle needed it more than West Ham. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, you know, you guys nailed that. That was good. Yeah. Even though what, you guys watch soccer, right? You guys watch soccer right? sometimes. You know, what's every that? once in a while. Ted Lasso. I was going to say, does Ted guy. Lasso count? Ted Lasso's my. I'll guy. count it. I'll count it. I went West Ham for a reason, but right, it's like it. it it's, somebody needed it more, and somebody it ended up needed in a tie it more, and you lose the game. But but so I don't think Dan's response was wrong when he said post game, like you know, played well, played hard. But, um, but in the post game, you heard Dansby Swanson and Marcus Stroman mentioned the traveling. And the the London dude, and London as an issue. You can't. Uh, Madrigal said it after he got hurt too. Okay, that's Ma- three. Madrigal said it. Three people outside of Rossi that have mentioned how it's affecting them. Uh-huh. What nope. do you think about that? Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear that. No, but nobody. You wants- went to London for work. My bad. Yeah, right. People go on business trips to London all the time, come back, and then end up performing well at the job. I know, but no other team did that, and I get it, and 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 I'm sure. That, so you can bitch about it privately if you must. But no, nobody wants to hear that. And I, I was afraid, you know, Parkins brought up, he's like, I just don't want to hear him mention that if things go poorly. And I was like, damn it, shut up, Danny. They're not going to say that. What are you talking about? They're first not thing that they're stupid. Doing, first thing rattling off Three of them now. <laughs> That's crazy. It's ridiculous. I don't like what Danny's right. But yeah. Pro- it's problematic in my life. All right, Speaks. I appreciate you hanging out for an extra 20 minutes with me. You got it, man. I'm happy to. Thank you, Gabe. Uh, some, uh... It's real, real cub feeling right there. You know, I like uh, I like baseball. Yeah. I wanted it to be better. I'm glad though that you're happy at the end. I, you know, there's no other way to live. Optimism is and happiness. It's a choice, and I, I would say that it is a scientifically correct choice to be optimistic and to be happy. Joy. 
Choose it, baby. Speaks. Appreciate you. All right, man. Thanks, Gabe. All right, no problem. Uh, We are going to be talking some uh, NBA basketball after this. Joe Cowley hung out here on 670 to score. We're going to get his thoughts on the Bulls' free agency and what he thinks of this this team can be on the other side. We'll do that next. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 to score. It's Gabe Ramirez. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Io is the mystery right now. I mean, they do have a little money to play with, and it's not, it looks like they're letting the market dictate his price since he is restricted and then they'll decide to match or not. I think in their mind, they're basically done. But again, Damon Lillard's this this huge domino. How he falls, and then how, how the hard thing falls. What if the team gets desperate and says, well, we, we, we tried getting in. What if Brooklyn says we tried getting in on, 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 on Lillard? It didn't happen. We want a star. We're Brooklyn. Let's call the Bulls about Zach Levine and offer some crazy package. So, um... I think in their mind they're done. They're not making those phone calls. But, you know, it's the NBA. It's the ultimate uh, soap opera in the offseason. So until I see that that's the team that checks into fall camp, I'm not going to say that they're done. That was Joe Cowley right there with Parkinson Spiegel mentioning the Bulls front office, AK, what are they going to be doing? Are they done making moves? He said he doesn't think they are. Not necessarily sure. Who's still available for the Chicago Bulls? And what other moves can they be making to make their team better? <clears throat> we'll hear more from Joe Cowley in just a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, Sox go final. They lose 6-2. to two. It was, what a game, man. 0-0 zero, zero all the way to the 11th. And then all of a sudden, the, the Blue Jays put up 6 on Aaron Bummer. Damn. Kind of feel bad for him. Next game starting in just a little bit. but. Um, Barrios ended up pitching seven, struck out six, only walked one. Lance Lynn, mm, seven innings pitched, one hit baseball, 11 strikeouts, one walk. That thing was thanging today. Yeah, dude, Lance Lynn was looking <clears throat> good out there. It's like you don't look like you're in shape, Sean, but runners, they love this weather. See what I did there? Some shade, man. That was some shade. I do run, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Run to your fridge. How many miles how many, you run? How many times a week do you run? No, 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 no. Better question. When was the last time you ran? Uh, yesterday. How, how, how far did you run? About like three miles, two miles, something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I ran track. I, not humble brag. I, I went to state in high school, actually. For did day. you hear about the, oh, I love this sidetrack real quick before we go to the, get to some more Sox baseball. 
Did you hear about this race I'm trying to put together? No, I didn't know you have a race going on. What are you doing? Adam Staczynski, Kevin La- Adam Staczynski, producer of Bernstein and Holmes. Kevin Lapka, video producer for everybody. Now, Sean Sears and Leo Stodaher. Okay, that's a, that's a deep line up there. And my money is unquestionably on Leo Stodaher. Wow, I would have guessed Kevin Lapka. No. Mm. Kevin Lapka did not run track in high school. Mm. What did Leo run in track? 100. Okay. And the 200. Okay, I was 400, 800. And, but, but, were you all conference? No, I mean, I went to state, nah, but nah, like, nah, nah, no, nah, I wasn't nah, all nah. conference. Leo Stoddard, all conference, two wow. years in a row. Wow, wow, okay, all right, that's uh, that's legit, that's it's really hard. It's a good, it's a good race. You, Studs, Kevin Lapka, Leo Stoddard, that's going to make it onto the Twitch stream at one point, get you guys a little 200 meter. Um, Back to my White Sox, though. Lance Lynn dealing, trade him right now, today, literally right now after this game. Don't even wait till after the All-Star break. This is the kind of mentality you have to have with this particular White Sox team. And I never thought I would say these things. Like This is so, it seems so blasphemous. The guy that just pitched seven innings of one-hit baseball with 11 strikeouts to trade him, trade him. I'm going to go through this list. <clears throat> Hurt my soul saying some of these names. Tim Anderson. Yeah, he's gone. Trade him. And it's nothing more than it's what's best for everyone involved. So it's best for Tim Anderson. Right. Like I said, I'm a TA fan. Best for Tim Anderson. Trade him. Elvis Andrews, somebody wants him. I love Elvis, though. Trade him. Giolito, guess what? Trade him. That's probably your best asset, right? Leo, Most certainly. Most certainly. Yeah, I'd say that he'd be up there. Lance Lynn, I'd say, no, I would say Lance Lynn would get you more than a Giolito. Ooh, I would disagree with you on that. I think Giolito would get you more. I think that you're looking at complete body of work, and I'm looking at how people have been pitching in the last two seasons. Okay. Yeah, and I if mean, you're looking at these Lynn's last two seasons, Lynn, was, Lynn, remember, he didn't have a spring training last year, so the beginning of season where he was struggling was his spring training. And he figured it out at the end of the season. Beginning of this season, dealing. I think you trust the Lance Lynn. Remember, let's not forget, number one starter for the White Sox in the playoffs, Lance Lynn. So, Played for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Hey, Giolito's good. You're going to get something back for Giolito. I, I think a, a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks, that they really want to win a playoff game, they might be open to a Lance Lynn trade before they would a Giolito trade. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Giolito sounds like a, like a Boston Red Sox try to make a wild card game <clears throat> kind of a move. Like they'd be happy to keep them even if they didn't make the playoffs. Sure. I could see that. Tim Anderson, Yasmani Grandal. Isn't he in the last year of his, his, his uh, deal? I think Grandal might have one more one season. One more. But, you know, th- this is who you got to get rid of. Got to move on from these people. Because this team ain't it. Who else is out there? Right now, what I say? Reynaldo Lopez, 
Somebody wants to make him a starter. Let's go. Grendel is a is an unrestricted free agent next year, so this is his final so, season. This is his final season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Who wants a catcher? Switch hitting catcher, too. Who wants a switch hitting catcher that's in shape, having a better season than last year? Who wants him right now? I mean, Your Vic- catching situation sucks. Bring on Yasmani Grandal. You got Victor Carantini hitting home runs for the Brewers. Yasmani Grandal could do that. That's what I'm saying. You need him. We'll take uh, Sebi Zavala. No, what you do is you get a, a prospect in return. You trade these guys and you get yourself a, a nice little, nice little uh, uh, catcher. I think the, the the question for me though is like, do you trust this White Sox front office? Like, does like if if you're selling at the deadline, do Rick Hahn, do Pedro Grafal, do these guys stick around? I think with Ryan Storth right. in tow, probably, but I mean, like a I, real organization, like I trust Han. Listen, do I trust Han to bring in the right guys with with what he's given? No, because he didn't do it. But do I trust him to move on from players and get assets in return at at, at like a top tier level? Yes. Because he's proven. He has a track record of that. Han, he has done that. He, he has, has done, done that. that. He has yeah. taken assets, just like in a role this Chapman, where you take a he, – he has done that ten times, what, what the Royals did to a role this Chapman. Bring in a veteran middle reliever or closer or utility guy that you hope wants that, – that you hope understands, hey, Papa, if you don't play good right here, you're going to be out of the league. But if you play well enough, I can trade you to a contender and get something for you. And Rick Hahn did that, again, several times over. So do I have faith in him to, to bring back assets for talent? Yes, that you can do well. Do I trust you to sign guys five years in advance? No. Do I trust you bringing in talent with what you're given? Eh, you're going to do the best that you possibly can. But it's, it's time. I'm ready. The same philosophy has to hold true for the White Sox as does the Chicago Cubs, like I mentioned earlier. I'm still going to watch the White Sox because they have Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. And if Zach Remillard can continue getting on base, if I get to, if Andrew Vaughn, you know, shocks the world, if you're able to bring up Colton Montgomery, if you can move on from Giolito and move on from Lance Lynn and bring back. Any prospect that's better than what you have. Yeah. Anybody. Their system's pretty barren. They've got some good pitchers, but outside of Colson Montgomery, Colas, they just called up. Not a ton. Come on. But, man, dude, this is such a tough loss for the Sox, though, to see Lance Lynn pitch his butt off like he did. K-11 dudes. It's not the first time. But they, they sit down 22 straight batters between four White Sox pitchers today. Like, that's nuts. And they and then they have to come back and play again? Like, do we think the Sox, like, did, did they get boat race in the second game? Or are they, like, no. are they are they ready to come out for this game, too? Sox are going to get swept by the Blue Jays. Yeah. Let's be very clear of what is going to happen to this team. As Jesse Schultons is going to get jacked today versus Yusei Kikuchi. It's just a matter of fact. This is what's happening today. Socks aren't there. They're not built for this. Same lineup we're putting out there. Oscar Cole is getting a start in game two. Zebby Zavala getting a start in game two. Zach Remelar running it back. Ben Attendi, Tim Anderson, Luis Robert Jr. Eli. The thing is this, and this is what's tantalizing about the White Sox, that middle of the lineup. It makes you feel like you're going against like the Oakland A's of the 90s, and it's McGuire and Conseco in the middle of the lineup. That's... That's what, that's what Rick Hahn thinks about this team. 
Yes. He's got rose-colored glasses with this group, for sure. He's like, what? If I got Luis, Robert, Elo Jimenez, Andrew Vaughn batting 3-4-5, like, this isn't a video game. Everyone's not hitting 45 home runs. Do they have the potential to in a particular at-bat? Sure. But the assumption is that these guys are, are more feared than they actually are. So, so move uh, on time. I have a question for you. Oh, I love this. So kind of like the, white, the Cubs here, the question we were posing, like if they had a good bullpen, is this team better? If Tim Anderson's having a season that he had like he did in 2021 where he's leading the league yeah. in on base or leading the yeah. league in batting average, does this offense work? Like, yes. Is it better? No? Yes. Of course it is. Significantly better. Because then you got T.A. at the one, Ben Attendee at the two, and Ben Attendee probably going to feel he's the type of player that would love for the leadoff batter to be on base for him. He would love to do that because you want to know why? First and third him. It's going to be crazy. Really good speed on the bases, too. And now you got – right, but Ben Attendee half the season was batting behind. Who wants to be the in the two-hole when, when your leadoff guy's batting 200, going 0 for 24? And you're watching 24 straight at bats of a of you starting the game with one out. Yeah, man. It's a 123 on base percentage in the month of June for Tim Anderson. Tough. It's brutal. So man. so yeah, would it be different? Absolutely. And then instead of four solo homers, you got some guys that could do something. Now, I, I have the problem with the, the the boppers in the middle. I do like guys that that's where Yoan Moncada comes in, right? Where you can have like Benintendi, Tim Anderson. I love that. Luis Robert, Elo Jimenez, love that one through four. Love that one through four. But then I need a Moncada there. Someone that can get the base knock if I need him, but can get on base to start the second wave of that with Andrew Vaughn and Jake Berger. I love switch hitters in the four, five, or six. Yeah. Five. My favorite. Makes it really tough to pitch to him later in games. But but th- this is a sick game we're playing. If Tim Anderson is batting 300 and Yohan Moncada is world baseball classic Yohan Moncada, then the Sox are what? Five games under 500 instead of... They're probably going to win this division. No, stop it. I don't believe it still. I think so. I mean, this division is not good. But like Steve Stone said, they're 14 under in the worst division in the league. They are the problem. Yeah. They are not so, They are not the outlier that's going to just swoop up and be the snake in the grass and, and come and win the division. They are part of the problem. They are the worst division. They are a part of that. They are the reasoning for it. It's not just the Kansas City Royals. Detroit Tigers out there fighting. Cleveland and Minnesota clawing. They're clawing. It's, woo, boy, don't get me. Woo. You get amped up over there. I like this. Because I am tired of the, and it's been the narrative for the last two weeks for both teams. Oh, but there's five games out. Oh, but there's six games out. Oh, but there's seven. They suck. What's the pulse on White Sox fans? Because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty plugged into Cubs Twitter. I'm, you know, one of the crazy people being like, yes, bring PCA up, all that stuff. Like, what's that feeling with the White Sox? Are they just kind of over it? or Sox fans have a BP right now of, like, 83. It's calm. It's chill only when you have a conversation with them about it but the, the they're calm because they know what it is Sox fans are smart Sox fans know what's going on Lance Lynn throws a gem and you lose six to two yes and that's what a Sox fan will tell you that does not surprise any Sox fan no Sox fan is like 
Oh my God. You mean Lance Lynn that just threw 16 strikeouts four games, four starts ago and lost? Has another tough outing because they suck? Oh, no way. See, that's, that's, it feels like Cubs Twitter is very much like live or die with these games. And I feel like White Sox are just like, man, it'd be cool if this team could be better. <laughs> White Sox fans are like, can you please give me a different product? Yeah. It feels, it feels old and stale, right? Can you please give me a new product? I do not want to watch Tim Anderson anymore. I'm done. I do not want to watch Yasmani Grandal anymore. I'm done. But you know what? Our next guy, he's not done with these. He's not done with this Sox team. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk to Bruce Levine in a little bit, get his reaction. He was at guarantee rate watching this game. I wonder if uh, he anticipated the offensive explosion in the 11th inning that he saw. So we'll get a chance to chat with him. Elias Schuster is going to be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. And I think when we come back, let's uh, – Let's, let's play a couple more of those clips from Joe Colley. We'll do that. He was on with Parkinson speaking the other day, and he had some interesting thoughts about those Bulls. We do, we'll do that as promised right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Thursday right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Distant towards second, and Espinal backs up to end it. Blue Jays get six in the top of the 11th and take game one of this doubleheader. Well, you did so well in this first game. We're going to bring you back for the second game. <laughs> ah, tough to watch on TV, tough to listen to here inside the headphones. That's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Sox lose to the Toronto Blue Jays, 6-2. to two. And we get to talk to somebody right now that was actually at the game. Joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Home of the world's largest sports book. Of course, he is our baseball insider. Uh, you can catch him on Inside the Clubhouse on Saturdays. I know this weekend he has a special guest co-host. We'll talk about that in a second. But, of course, we're talking about Bruce Levine. Bruce, good evening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, my pleasure, Gabe. It uh, wasn't uh, a great result. We saw great pitching on both sides from the uh, Blue Jays and from Lance Lynn, who was just superb today, just giving up one hit in seven innings striking out 11 guys back to being the pitcher he was uh, for the most part of last year and certainly the year before but uh, just not enough today White Sox offense just couldn't muster it up and uh, they lose it in 11 it's it's just another another way they found to lose a ball game it's uh, just been that kind of year for the White Sox. Bruce does Lance Lynn after this game walk into Pedro Grafol's office and or Rick Hahn's office and says hey man just 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 get me out of here, bro. I just want to. I just want to be in a better position. Uh, this is the second game, second time you guys are blowing a, a wonderful performance by me. Like, what what type of frustration do you think Lance Lynn has after well, this know, kind of outing? Gabe, he's a professional player and he's been around the game since 2011, so he knows his uh, teammates are trying to go out there and win. Uh, you know, they just, you know, their offense is just sputtered. It just hasn't materialized this year. Outside of the home run ball, they don't really have much production they can't uh, do much as far as putting runners on base moving runners uh it's been a tough year for the top of the order benintendi's been pretty good and he's been better lately anderson's had a dreadful year uh both uh, with injuries and lack of production it's just uh 
you know, it's just a difficult thing to do to piece together. I think their their pitching has been since May, and it was awful in April. Since May, the pitching has been good enough to win, and they they were a 500 team up until this recent spurt since May. But um, the offense has just been awful, and it's it's been awful for two years. It's just they either hit a home run or they don't score. That's just the the way the White Sox uh, go out there. It's just unfortunate. They need some different players. They need uh, they need some new life on this team, and hopefully uh, Rick Hahn and Ken Williams will be able to uh, make some deals here by the tread line, by the deadline, and and bring some new players, new life to that team. Yeah, we were actually talking about that a second ago, Bruce. Where you know you just think some of these guys just you know maybe mutually beneficial f- to move on from. And you talk about the struggles at the top of the order, you know, when you're mentioning Tim Anderson. And then, you know, even, you know, uh, Yoan Mankata not being there. What do you think of a guy like him? I mean, because when you're trying to, you know, we're, we we should be in the solution business. We can point out problems, but it's always, uh, it's always cool to, to say, you know, what, what could be done in order to fix a problem. You can talk about, you know, Yoan Mankata if he were in the lineup, but would he even make, you know, that big of a difference for this offense? Or, or like you just said, I mean, he's been part of the problem for the last two years as well. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it, it's hard to throw down one guy. It's been a collective bust for the uh, White Sox. Nobody's had a particularly good year this year except Luis Roberts, one of the best players in baseball, and has proved it this year. But, you know, staying healthy and then producing on the field, the, the White Sox just haven't been able to do it. You know, Moncada started off one of the hottest hitters in baseball in April before he got hurt. And, uh, you know, uh, with him and Anderson at the top of the order getting on, it's a much different team. It's a it's a total different offense. That just hasn't happened. And you know, people will say, well, just get rid of the, just get rid of these guys. And it's just not that simple. Uh, first of all, you're sell you're selling or trading guys when they're not at their peak. Okay. So what what is the other team? They're not stupid. They know that uh, if if they're going to get your player, they're not getting a guy at, at his top performance. And is he going to perform well for you? Number two. How much money? They, how much money are they making going forward? And can they fit it in their budget? Is it worthwhile to take a gamble on these guys? So it's it's not just about yeah, get him out of here. He doesn't want to be here. Uh, we don't want him here. It's much more complicated than that. You're talking about if you if you trade Mankata, the other team has to look at his contract. And he makes twenty five million dollars next year. Mm. So is he gonna? He might be talented enough to earn it, but will he be able to stay in the field long enough to earn it? So. These are the questions that, you know, people ask if you're another general manager. Those are some of the things you look at. Are you looking at you committed to um, the contract? Those are all things that really come into play when you start. Talking to Bruce Levine here on 670, the score. Of course, Bruce, he's just our, 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 he's our top-notch baseball analyst here on the score. Also does Inside the Clubhouse. He's going to be on with Chuck Swirsky this Saturday, right? This Saturday, so that'll be a good uh, pairing. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, Bruce, you know, when you talk about moving on from, from, from people and, you know, having teams understand the contract situations because it's much deeper than that, you know, let's say that <clears throat> everyone does what the Sox think they're going to do, which is move on from some of their players. Where, where would you like to see them create depth uh, on this roster with some acquisitions? Well, that's a, that's a tough question to answer. I, I'd like to see some more uh, guys that can do something other than hit a home run, okay? So it's been fashionable. It's not just the White Sox. It's been fashionable in baseball for the last eight or nine years to 
uh, identify guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark, and you don't really worry about batting average. Don't worry about their defenses that, that much. If they can hit 35 or 40 bombs and drive in 100 runs, we want them. Well, I think baseball is going through a renaissance. Pedro Gafal and uh, you know Sean Sears can pick that out from the pregame. Talked about the fact that they're looking for baseball players now. Uh, the White Sox are looking toward getting four tool guys, not five tool guys. Guys that can hit, they can hit, uh, they can they can run, they can play defense. Uh, that they have a baseball IQ. They don't necessarily want guys that hit home runs now. Yeah, it'd be nice to have. Certainly a good part of the equation. But they need complete ball players. That's what they're looking for. And Grafal went on uh, to talk about that before the game, that that's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking to bring into the White Sox. That's what they want to do moving forward. So uh, finding those type of guys, you know, uh, guys that can play the game all the way around, um, you know, kind of guys more like Benintendi, who's a, a, a pretty good defensive player, pretty good on-base percentage guy, guy that runs the bases pretty well. Those are the type of guys you want going forward. And I, I know people will say, hey, look, you got to have guys that hit home runs. I agree. You need a four, you need a three and four hitter that can hit home runs. But you do not need guys that are hitting six, seven, and eight <laughs> that are hitting 25 home runs and striking out 200 times. That's, Bruce, you that's don't, not going to get it Bruce, done. you don't need three, four, five, six, seven, eight to be home run, home run hitters like the, the lineup is constructed right now for this White Sox team. Uh, after the All-Star break, it doesn't get any better. Sox go up against Atlanta, the Mets, the Twins, Cubs for a two-game set, and then end the month against Cleveland. So it, it doesn't get any easier for this White Sox team as the month comes to a close. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what moves they actually make. Bruce, I appreciate you jumping on quickly uh, on your way home from the ballpark and, and give me, giving me a couple of your, uh, a little bit of your time. Gabe, always a pleasure. Looking forward to working with Chuck Swirsky on Saturday. That'll be fun. Chuck Swirsky inside the clubhouse. Uh, make sure you guys check it out Saturday morning here on 670 to score. Bruce and Chuck is going to be a fantastic pairing with a lot of fun stories, I can tell you that. Uh, but we appreciate Bruce jumping on. He brings up some great points. How are other teams going to value the members of this Chicago White Sox squad? What kind of value do they place on them? I think guys like Tim Anderson, Lance Lynn, Giolito, I mean, those three people should be able to bring you back a ton. Teams should view those three guys highly, and you should be able to get something back. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, if they can. All right, a little Joe Cowley uh, and some Chicago Bulls finally on the other side. And who who did San Antonio Spurs security backhand? That's who, that, Think about that. Somebody touched Victor Wembanyama, and the Spurs team security detail is so hyped up about not letting people touch him, they ended up back... Uh, backhanding a superstar because of it. Who is the superstar? And what did Wemby have to say about it? We'll talk about that after this. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on a Thursday right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.